Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. President Biden today, of course, uh, called for more sanctions, announced those uh, early in the day, and then uh, proceeded to deliver a speech where he started by talking about those sanctions against some of the Russian oligarchs and members of Vladimir Putin's family, his daughters in particular. Uh, but then he shifted gears uh, to the real topic of the speech, which was a call for more unions. Uh, he actually warned Amazon that they were coming after the company. Uh, he did this in a speech to thousands of national, state, and local building trade leaders. Uh, the speech followed, the, of course, the first successful union election by Amazon workers in New York not too long ago. So it was an interesting backdrop and an interesting setting. Interesting that the president started out talking about Russia, sanctions, Ukraine, war, uh, and then pivoted uh, to a call for more unions. So he began with that very theme of what we need is more unions. You women are men in the American union movement. Remember, you know, when the Fair Labor Standards Act was first passed, everybody said you can have unions. It didn't say that. It says we should have more unions. We should. So that's uh, clearly the, the president's mantra. So that was clearly a pivot from international policy to very United States-centric politics. Uh, obviously, rolling into the midterm, the president wanted to make a play to union workers. He touted his American rescue plan for bringing jobs back to hardworking Americans. Because of the rescue plan, we had the best year of state and local growth in 20 years, adding back 467,000 jobs. And the educators, firefighters, police officers who were laid off got back in the job. We made a, you made a gigantic difference. In addition, because of the rescue plan, 320,000 construction jobs last year. So the president clearly leaning into the microphone there to uh, make sure he emphasized the jobs that were coming back and why it mattered to union members. Uh, the president touted there the administration's infrastructure package, uh, which included public transit improvement. All of that, of course, creating more union jobs. It's going to accomplish two big things. Create more good union jobs using products made in America and reduce pollution at the same time while making it safer and easier for folks to get to work. And then the president said that it's it's the unions. The unions are what actually build the middle class of America. This is about more than rebuilding our infrastructure. It's about rebuilding our middle class. Unions built the middle class. We have to rebuild the middle class. So as the president lays this conversation out there, again, this is an important part of the Democratic base. 
some of those that, ha- that have peeled off uh, during the course of the previous administration uh, that felt like nobody was really paying attention to them. And so this is clearly a, a, a strategic move by the administration, by President Biden and his team, to make sure they were messaging specifically what they were doing that was going to have a positive impact on those union workers and those middle class jobs. Uh, the president also said that this is part of the foundation of America, that unions are crucial uh, to keeping that foundation strong. Because laying a strong foundation for the future of this country is about more than having strong roads and bridges, ports and airports that can compete with any in the world. It's also about making sure that here in America, folks who work hard and live their lives, they have an opportunity to live with dignity and respect. That's what unions are about, in my view, about providing dignity and respect for people who bust their neck. So the president then said that his administration is working to make sure that workers have choice, a choice to join unions or not. That's an important part of this process. The president commented uh, on the recent vote by Amazon workers in Staten Island, New York, uh, to unionize. And again, that was a first. That's why I created the White House Task Force on Worker Organization and Empowerment to make sure the choice to join a union belongs to workers alone. And by the way... By the way, Amazon, here we come. All right. Now, I'm going to pause there for a second because you have to stick to the script. You have to stick to the script. We talked about this yesterday in terms of what President Obama did during the press conference yesterday at the White House that was supposed to feature a lot of glowing things about President Biden uh, and what he was doing to expand health care options for hardworking Americans. President Obama went off script, tried to make a joke, ended up uh, kind of minimizing and diminishing President Biden in the process. And so that became the story. And that's why you have to stick to the script. President Biden did the same thing in Poland. He delivered a brilliant speech. It was, I think it's the best speech the president has ever given. If you haven't listened to it, you should. Uh, it was a very strong message to an important group in Poland. And all we have talked about for a week is the nine words when he went off script. Because it created all these questions around regime change. And that somehow Vladimir Putin should be taken out. Uh, former President Obama did the same thing yesterday uh, by shifting the focus to him rather than to the current occupant of the White House. And so today, in the midst of a speech that the president delivered, talking about the importance of unions, he then says, off script, watch out, Amazon, here we come. Now, when the president says, watch out to an American business, and an American president says, here we come, uh, that means that those are his folks. That means it's his administration. That means it's those agencies that he has control over in the executive branch are coming after you or your business. In this case, Amazon. Uh, targeting businesses is frowned upon by the founding fathers. In fact, Press Secretary Jen Psaki had to once again, walk something back in her press conference today that the president was not saying the government was going to take action against Amazon as it relates to unions. Take a listen to this. 
what he was not doing is sending a message that he or the U.S. government would be directly involved in any of these efforts or ha- take any direct action. Uh, what he was conveying uh, is that uh, is his longtime support for collective bargaining, uh, for the rights of work- workers to organize, uh, and their decision to do exactly that in this case, uh, something that he has long supported broadly uh, over the course of his career. So Jen Psaki did a very good job of explaining that just then. That that was very good work by a staffer. She shouldn't have had to do that. Because, again, the message is going to be all over the interwebs today is that President Biden announced that the government was going after Amazon. Jen Psaki did a great job of saying, look, the president saying he supports collective bargaining and the benefits that brings to, to workers and to employees. Uh, and that's great. And you can, and we can have a separate debate over that policy in and of itself and, and what unions do and don't do and the good, the bad, the ugly. We can, we can have all of that conversation. But on a day when the president was trying to tout what he has done for hardworking Americans and, and his support to make sure that they have good representation, whether that's in a union or otherwise, the message gets sideways. And why does it get sideways? I always use this term crowd surfing. And if you've ever seen a rock concert or a big event like that, you'll you'll see people, the crowd's so big and so tight that someone could literally just lay down and be carried across the top of the people like they're surfing. And often that's what happens to politicians when they're speaking in front of a crowd is they get caught in the moment. They feel all that adrenaline. They feel that love and that positive energy coming back. And so they go off script and they say something really dumb. Or something that becomes the story. Uh, I have always told politicians and business leaders, it's not about the press conference itself. You've got to decide what do you want the conversation to be when it's over? What do you want the headline to be tomorrow? What do you want the conversation to be the day after that? Don't do anything that gets in the way of that by getting caught up in the moment, surfing across all the good vibes coming from the audience. So that's where the president got in trouble again. And Jen Psaki had to clean it up again. Uh, That's why White House press secretaries of either party don't last very long. It is exhausting work uh, because you're often cleaning up messes for the boss. But if you have the discipline, the bosses have to have the discipline to avoid the temptation to crowd surf. And again, I think, sadly, I think the president missed it again today. Because everything, all the headlines are going to be that the president is targeting. The government is now targeting Amazon. And that was not his message. And if he would have stayed on message, he would have had something better to talk about today and tomorrow. Got to have the discipline. All right, that does it for hour number one of Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. We'll step aside for top of the hour news. We come back in hour number two. Important stuff to talk about. Liz Wolf's going to join us from Reason Magazine. Why taxing billionaires may be a tough sell to the Democrats. Stay with us. Live breaking news now on the mobile app for KSL News Radio. Sponsored by Any Hour Services. Listen at home or anywhere you go. KSL FM Midvale, KSL Salt Lake City. This is Utah's news station. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. 
I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.